0: Welcome team, and you know when I say team, Team GTE, get the edge, if I ever try to help anyone get the edge at anything they do, I surround them with the people that are the best in their game, no matter what their game is, I'll surround any team member of mine with people that will either inspire you, teach you, share with you wisdom, in some way build you up, lift you. That's what I do for anyone who's part of my team. And today I'm gonna to do that by bringing you a fighter. Now everybody loves a fighter, I know you love a fighter. Even if you don't follow the fight game, everybody listening to this will relate to a fighter's mentality in some way, somehow. Whether it's dealing with pressure, dealing with being punched in the face, how are you, how are you handle that, how are you keep you cool? If you've been punched in the face in your business, your sport, how do you handle it? How do you constantly sharpen your own tools, build your own team of resources? Well, this athlete that I'm bringing on the podcast today to help you as part of the team is Bilal Akaway, who every day shows how hungry he is. There is no plan B for this guy. Plan A, he's become world champion, and he's well on his way. Let me tell you here, On the podcast, he's well on his way. I I don't say this lightly, and I'm not saying it to put any pressure. I believe, I truly believe in the team that he's surrounded himself with. And I've seen it firsthand, the hunger, the desire. And today, in this podcast, first we'll jump in the car, we'll take a drive to the gym, we'll talk, who knows where that conversation will go. I'll try to get in the mind, the mindset of him when he walks into the ring, what does he feel? We'll do that via interviewing him in the ring. Before we put the gloves on, before I put a mouthguard in, and let me guarantee you, I'll be putting on a bodyguard. This guy will be known as one of the biggest body punchers in world boxing, if he's not already. So I'll have a bodyguard on. Maybe you can listen to him have a laugh at me, getting the shit beat out of me by i guarantee a future world champion hope you guys enjoy you know i'm only bringing him on board because i know somewhere somehow he's going to inspire you or you'll use this to inspire others enjoy today's episode of team gte is brought to you by prizefighter active wear that encourages you to explore your potential check them out at prizefighter.com.au in this next segment Bilal and Hayden jump into the ring and we discuss what goes through Bilal's head during a
1: fight. What's your greatest lesson you've learned in boxing? You can't underestimate anyone, any opponent. So, you've got to go in there expecting anything. You don't know who's going to turn up. So, yeah, you can't can't, um, underestimate any opponent based on previous performances because they might have trained hard just for that one fight. You know, they might be at their best for you. So, never underestimate anyone.
0: It's interesting you say that cause you hear, you hear boxers talk about if, if you disrespect this sport, you're going to get hurt, right? It's, yeah. it's basically what you're saying
1: there, if you disrespect your opponent... That's when you get caught, you get that's right. Yeah, right. You get caught by
0: surprise. Who taught you this? Your greatest lesson, who um, taught it
1: to you? Probably through experience, um, probably my the one draw that I had. Um, that was a combination of things, not only did I underestimate him, but I also, there was other things outside of the ring. Um, some family issues at that time, so we didn't have the best training camp. You know, we had a family member who was pretty ill, who was in intensive care for a while, so training camp wasn't the smoothest. Um, but you know, we still went out there, and it was a draw. But I learned a lot from that because I also I did underestimate him as well. So. Yeah.
0: So you've had one draw. You've had eighteen wins.
1: Nineteen wins, one draw. Nineteen. So wins. I've had
0: twenty fights. Twenty fights. Yeah. Okay. Your first fight. What was it like walking? walking into the arena, yeah. the arena that night. You were 18 years old, fighting yeah. professional. Yeah,
1: well the first fight was probably the biggest challenge was making it to the arena, um, being in the dressing room, you know, knowing that it's on Sky Television, on the Sunny Bill and Mundane Undercard. That was the hardest part. Once I got in there and the bell rang, I sort of just did what I do in the gym. And um, I managed to land a good shot on the bike and he was out cold in the first round. So that was, the, that was my debut. You told me before, when we were driving in the
0: car, some of the sacrifices you now make. You know, you're taking your whole team to America. You're obviously willing to, to make those type of sacrifices now to go to the next level. But what about the sacrifices you've made to get to where you are?
1: And even the sacrifices of people around you? Well, you don't, you know, I've always had a small circle, you know, sacrificed a lot. No, I never went out and party or anything. Uh, I don't drink, take drugs or anything. I probably my whole life we went to two parties, so it's a lot of sacrifice that way. Um, so the stay around a clean environment, um, and just stay around people that you can trust, that have your best interests at heart. Yeah, nice, wow. Two parties. Yeah, that's it, two boat parties. So I've never been clubbing or anything.
0: Haven't you? Uh, okay, well that's an interesting question, because that, the fight game, you're gonna start hitting the scenes in America, and yeah. what? how are you gonna handle the success comes, I mean, some people get a bit caught up in that success and, I mean, it's, it's going to be, you're going to have people over there that are, yeah uh, um, maybe, will it be tempting or
1: how are you going to stay the disciplined self that you are? I've always, I've always, I've had people, you know, try to drag me along to those sort of events and places and I've always said it's not my scene, I don't, I don't go down to those places. Um, you know, I'm happy to catch up for a coffee, for dinner hang out you know at cafes and that, that's pretty much what I do most of the time. Um but yeah, I'm pretty strong, you know, I don't I won't give in to peer pressure, you know, I gotta do what's best for myself.
0: That's great. So how are you if when the success comes, you know, some guys do go out partying, some guys do go and, you know Floyd Mayweather's a funny one to follow on his uh <laughs> Instagram, yeah. what he's doing with all his money but what, how are you going to reward yourself and what you've worked so hard for and you know the people
1: around you like i said i just enjoy the simple things just enjoying life kick back just get cafes holidays whatever just simple stuff like being chilled and relaxed that's probably what you know that's what i would like yeah nice uh
0: i wanted let's let's go before you start training i want to talk about What's it like when you get punched in the face? Because everybody, a lot of people watching, even if they're not boxing people, yeah. they love going to a gym and yeah, yeah. punching and hitting the pads or going to the boot camps or whatever. Yeah. So everyone's a world champion on the pads, but what is it like when you actually get punched in the face?
1: Uh, it's not very nice. Um, you never get used to it. So some people think, you know, you get used to getting hit. You never get used to it. Um, you just, I guess, you become more, um, a bit more resilient, it's like you kind of yeah, yeah, I got hit, you, the emotion sort of goes, you just, but well, you never get tougher or anything like people think, um, so yeah, you just learn to, right, I got hit, move on, worry about the next shot that's coming, you haven't got time to, you know, get all emotional and upset, whereas at the start, I used to be like that, I used to, get yeah, yeah, used to, hit, used to bother me, like, man, I just got hit, I couldn't get over it, but um, as, as time, you know, as you spend more time in the ring and that, you sort of learn just to shrug it off and worry about the next shot that's coming. Okay,
0: now that's... That's beautiful because that relates to so many things. Yeah, so many people in business might get, might get hit. That's right. You know, so many people in other sports might get, they might get scored against. Or, yeah. you know, what you just said there is pretty cool. So you get hit. So you're saying you focus on the next job.
1: You, you, you get, you, How get you, get do you hit keep you cool. You get hit with a shot, but you got to focus on the next shot that's coming. Otherwise, you're gonna yeah. get hit again. So you haven't got time to worry about what just happened. You know what happened, happened. You know, you might keep in your mind so you don't make the same mistake, you know, get caught with the same thing again, but you really, you've got to focus on the present and what's coming next, otherwise you're just going to continually cop it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and right. like you said, it relates to life and in the ring. It does. You've got to be resilient. Got to... You can
0: make many comparisons with the boxing game and life in general, you know, that's why that's I love talking to you. What I love the most, I've watched a little bit of you and I've seen you in training and. Even just following some of your own videos and stuff, I, I love the hunger, I love the the passion, the hunger, the desire in how you train and how you fight. I mean, that's that's the same in any other form of life. If someone really wants to do something, they'll show evidence that they really want to do it. Like I see that in you all the time. That's why I love it. Yeah. Has that always been? That's just been you, huh?
1: Yeah, I've just been determined to to make it. I guess. I guess. Um, when I first started, they said to me, you know, you need to go to uni or get a backup plan kind of thing, but I sort of knew what I wanted, I'm like, no, nah, I want to do boxing full time, I want to become world champion, I don't want an out, I don't want a plan B. And I sort of did that, um, and I just pursued it, and I guess it kind of helped, because when you get into those rough patches, when you kind of think, oh, I don't want to do this anymore, you, you don't have a plan B, so I sort of didn't give myself an option. Um, so I guess that sort of, like, I just persevered and you know, you have your ups and downs um, so hopefully it pays off <laughs> yeah
0: yeah I mean so clearly you're that hungry and you yeah. want a bad you're making the sacrifices to, to do it you're building a great team around you already have a great team but you're even expanding those resources for yeah. you so you've got all that going on do you know what to do now to win a world title
1: I've had a good um, insight especially training with being training camp with Canilla so you know the level of the dedication, is I've seen that. So, you know, I sort of know what I need to do. And you see it in your mind, you visualize this night, do you, do you see that world
0: title? I believe I will win the world title. So the refs brought you together.
1: What are you feeling now? Like, uh, I'm feeling intimidated, but what do you feel? At this moment in time, I'm just blank. Um, I just look at the thing in front of me. I don't see it as a person, it's just something that i got to So I try to fight for the knockout, the whole rounds. grounds. Um, while I'm looking at you, I'm just visualising, like, you know, hitting the chin there, you know, hitting in the body shots, just visualising, you know, my fist, like, landing in your eyes, just thinking back you know, if I land there, I'll cut you up and that kind of stuff. So you're visualising putting your fist
0: through me by yeah. the sound of it. Yeah, and how I'm going to hurt you. Now, I don't know if this has ever happened in podcast history, I'm about to put a mouth guard in, yeah. got the belly guard, we're gonna muck. I'm hoping you're gonna muck around, we're gonna spar in a minute. So after the ref, after you've done
1: this moment, like, do you feel you get an edge over an opponent? Mentor gives me um, focus, like I said, um, you're the threat and I need to eliminate you, so as I go back, um, there's a job in my mind, so even though we prepare for the twelve rounds, You know, I'm hunting you down, trying to break you down, trying to put you away. Basically, you are a threat and I'm trying to get rid of you. That's the sort of mindset, yeah. When we go back to the corner and the bell rings,
0: You're, you're
1: you're something different then, right? Yeah, that's right. It's like I'm a different person. So I go out there and I'm just watching you, I'm studying you, trying to get your rhythm, your habits. You know, I'm just stalking you, trying to intimidate you. If you're not intimidated, I'll let a couple big shots go, even whether they land or not. Doesn't bother me as long as you're intimidated. I let you feel that power. And usually they like, usually they do get intimidated. They don't want to get hit by it, and then I just continue to stalk. And their nervous energy breaks them down over you know two or three rounds. They start to get tired. and I just pick my shots, pick my shots. If there's a clean opening, I'll throw the big one. But I'll continually hunt and just break them down. So you're gonna hunt me into the corner? Can I just you? Can I just tell this you? This is like a game. I'm already intimidated. <laughs> that so you don't have to throw that big shot to intimidate me if yeah. you don't want. Well if you're already intimidated then I'll just continue to stop until you get tired. Or until you give me the opening and it presents itself then I'll take it. Ooh. Here we go. And the winner is...
0: First of all, thanks for not hitting me in the mouth. <laughs> no worries. Like, I'm prepared but... That's good. That power, man, like... Sometimes I felt like you were going to hit me to the head. Yeah. Yeah, I never even saw that coming in. Like, you. Obviously you know how to set it up, but how
1: do you set it up? Like I kinda got intimidated that that big punch was coming and then it comes to the way. Oh, well that's the idea is to not, I guess, let your opponent sort of know where it's coming. Try your best to disguise it. And like you said, make them think it's coming elsewhere, but then it really lands down here, or they think it's coming down here and it comes at the top. Yeah. You know, so you just gotta disguise it all different ways. You do that through movements, body movement. So like for example the left grip, the one I got you with a lot. I come down here, so my shoulder it looked like the right was coming.
0: Yeah, it did, yeah.
1: And then I let the rip. Oh. Yeah. So it's all the body movement. What's or your you, trademark? Can change, you can change Use the little trademark You can change the punch. shots up too. Have you got one? What's your favorite punch? Right. Whatever it lands, but probably for the to the body, yeah, I, like yeah. the, I love the right hook. You know, I'll, t- I'll give you a go. Maybe you have stand. What are you going to do? Right hook? Just look. oh. All right, so. But I usually I like to do this one from a distance, so. So I'm not
0: giving any, we're not giving any secrets away here. If one of your opponent's watching it, good luck. Bad luck, Because yeah. you're gonna so, feel this. So I'll stand at a distance and I sort of <laughs> Oh yeah! <laughs> yes, and I've got a nice thick pad on. Yes. So that's your trademark, hey? I like that one, yeah. So I've got a feeling you'll be known in the boxing game as the biggest body puncher. Oh, you're never know. So does that mean People can go back to this podcast and I get brownie points because I've been hit
1: <laughs> by the biggest body puncher in the world. So far, you're the only one that's done that on camera. Oh, okay. In an interview, so. Right. Someone that's hosting an interview, you're the only one that's done okay, it. Okay, so. so the challenge is you, any media come in. They've got to put the body bag Happy on. to do an interview, but you've got to put the
0: body bag on. That's it. See how many of them stay standing. <laughs> Beautiful, <laughs> thanks. thanks so much, man. Harris. Yeah, good day, thank you.
1: Thank you for listening to Get The Edge. Don't forget to join our team and subscribe so that you can stay up to date with all the latest content.